the slot. Miller lost it. Dodonov gets it. Two on one. With Stone on the right. Stone to Dodonov. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Maybe a two on one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores! Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team. Exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard out at T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Uh, let's get at it. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, 15-10 and 10 on the season, looking for a season-high four-game winning streak, have really got it going at home at T-Mobile Arena, facing the lowly, sluggish, sloppy, out-of-sorts Philadelphia Flyers, who enter with an 8-12-4 and four record and going the wrong way fast. Think about this. The... Philadelphia Flyers have lost 10 in a row. Six in regulation, but mm-hmm. 10 in a row. Okay. Think about that. Uh, they're 08 and 2 in their last 10. That that means that they are off to a pretty good start. Mm-hmm. When you have a record of 8 and 12 and 4 and you've lost 10 in a row, it means something was going right. And now it's turned disastrous as they've had a, a crazy week changed the coach there in the uh, the end of a four games and six nights stretch they roll into vegas they don't even get an off day to enjoy vegas as they flew in from uh, their game against new jersey on wednesday it's got all the makings for one of those big fun games like we saw against the arizona coyotes on friday night but uh, i'm a little more leery of this team than i than i was of the coyotes yeah I, I, you still look at this philadelphia flyers team you look at some of the players that they have you claude Giroux. Uh, despite what's going on around him with the Flyers, is having a fantastic season. Nine goals, 21 points in 24 games. So uh, there's still some talent certainly there for the Philadelphia Flyers. As you mentioned, they didn't get off to a bad start. No. Like they were, they were perfectly fine. And then goaltending kind of um, left the, the, the table. Ryan Ellis hasn't played very much. Uh, he's injured right now for the Philadelphia Flyers. So there's reasons that kind of lead you to believe and lead you to understand why this team is struggling right now. And, you know, the fact of the matter is when you lose 10 straight at some point, you're going to win a game. And the Golden Knights, the exact opposite. They managed to grind their way through a tough spot and keep their head above water. And now with people, people back healthy, people back in the right position uh, are going uh, great gangbusters. Uh, they were five and one in a homestand uh, prior to this, and they've won the first two games of this four game homestand. Uh, so it's uh, it's really a, a clash of a couple of teams in very different uh, points of, of their season. Uh, I'm going to do something that I've never done before. I'm just going to just casually do this. What's our, what's our number? 702-876-1340? That's correct. If you can go to tonight's game, phone right now, and talk to Chris Chapman, be caller number six. If you can come to the game tonight, I will give you two tickets. Look at you. Now, You're feeling 
I'm feeling good very about generous. Yourself. I'm having a good day. It's a, it's a, it's a fun day. So it'd be caller number six to 702-876-1340. You have to be able to go to tonight's game. You have to have an access ticket account, mm-hmm. AXS ticket account, and uh, we will fire you over a couple of uh, good seats to tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. That's how great I'm feeling going into this weekend with the NFR wrapping up. We've got a UFC bout tomorrow night. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Chris Weidman's going to be in the in the building tonight, uh, former UFC champion. Uh, he's going to join me on the on the television side. We're going to talk about Jack mm. uh, Eichel's surgery because he had the same surgery, and those yeah, two are yeah. buddies. Like it's just There's a lot going on tonight, and it's got this great, cool vibe around the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, you're you're really feeling it right now. I I like to see you this way. No, no, I didn't have a nap today, and, yeah, uh, I and my, my dog is being bad. My dog's <laughs> turned a corner, so it's uh, it's 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 it, it's really good. And uh, uh, doesn't sound like Chandler Stevenson's going to play tonight. Uh, yep. He's out for personal reasons, so we'll uh, we'll see some different line combinations. I'm curious to see who who moves up to that number one spot mm-hmm. uh, between Patchetti and Stone. So. We will get, uh, uh, there's a little bit of intrigue as far as the lineup's concerned uh, because of because of that absence. And what does Pete DeBoer do? Does he does he put, uh, I doubt he touches the misfit line mm-hmm. because it's uh, William Carlson just nice and freshly back. But does Nick Waugh move up? Uh, we've seen him have some success. Do you leave him there? Does, does he move? Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, what happens on, on, on that regard. Uh all indications point to Laurent Brossois uh, mm-hmm. playing uh, tonight. He didn't take the morning skate. Robin Leonard did. Whenever Robin Leonard starts, he usually doesn't take the, the morning skate, and Leonard worked hard uh, this morning. So that's uh, I would consider that to be a, this to be a scheduled start for Laurent Brossois, yep. and uh, they don't move away from the schedule, even though he went in and played uh, the back half and got the victory against the, the Dallas Stars. So a couple of little different uh, levels of intrigue for this game in which the Golden Knights uh, – Five games above 500. Yeah, and for the Golden Knights, you know, going into this one, I'm interested to see what happens with the with the top line. Who's going to play with Stone and Pacioretty? Because I'm of the mind that because you're starting to kind of turn the corner with Matthias Yanmark, Nick Waugh, and Yevgeny Dodonov, like I don't know that I want to break that up because I, I've right. got some chemistry there. So uh, I wonder if maybe Adam Brooks gets a look with Pacioretty and Stone. Maybe there's uh, there's there's an opportunity there for somebody to, to take advantage of it, have a, a big game. But, you know, with the way that Stone and Pacioretty are going right now um, for a game, you don't you don't want to play without one of your most consistent players in Chandler Stevenson, but for a game, I think the Golden Knights, given what's happened now with their bottom six and having the misfits intact, I, I think they'll they'll be able to to come back and and have a strong game regardless of of who's in or out. Chandler Stevenson, one of that uh, group that's played every game this year. Yeah. So he falls by the wayside, and now you're left with uh, McNabb, Petrangelo, Haig, Smith and Keegan Colasar along with Dodonov. That's impressive you were able to do that from that sheet. Mm. Why? Because it's all scattered. Oh, yeah. But you just I just look for 25. No, I know, but you could have missed one. Yeah, I but probably you, did. You didn't. No, I, didn't. I don't think you did. No? I don't think you did. <laughs> you're you're on fire today, buddy. Uh, that's, uh, that's good. Yeah, so how many is that? Uh, McNabb, Petrangelo, uh, Haig, three, four, Smith. And then you get into two more. So, yeah, five. Five left. Nice. Uh, uh, 20, 26th game of the season. Mm-hmm. And only five guys have, have played every game of the season. 
you think that that would have a, uh, a dramatic effect on your record? And it has. Sure. Like, this team's not where we thought it would be with a healthy lineup. Right. But being that you're 15 and 10 right now and, and creeping up to uh, within a couple of points of first place is still pretty solid. 30 points for the Golden Knights. That's the 15 times 2. Thank you. Uh, and that puts them a couple of points behind Edmonton. And then you, you've got Anaheim and Calgary fighting it out for first place. But uh, it's, it's, it's a good spot. This, this is, though, I don't know whether you I, – sometimes I think trap games overused, mm-hmm. that phrase. But this situation kind of goes outside of that. It's close. Like last Friday's game, I think, would have been the prototypical trap game. Sure. 32nd of the team uh, in the league, not going to do anything all year. Arizona Coyotes, uh, everybody predicted them to be in, in a non-playoff position. The Philadelphia Flyers, after what they've done with their team over the last uh, couple of years, changed managers, uh, uh, brought in different players, uh, tried to solidify their goaltending, uh, have a good young blue line, uh, acquired Ryan Ellis, and then with the scoring ability up front, you thought, or at least the Philadelphia Flyers certainly thought, and I was probably more along there thinking, mm-hmm. that they would be right in the middle of a playoff mix. And they're not. No. They're nine points out of a playoff spot at this stage, and they're 18 points behind first place yeah, it's in their good. division. Yeah, I, it, it hasn't gone according to plan in Philadelphia over the last two seasons. Like, you go into last year for Philadelphia, this was a team that I think a lot of people expected uh, was going to be among uh, among the elite, and it didn't work last year. And there's been some retooling and, and some, some upgrades to the lineup, and, you know, you, you, you look to try to bring in the right collection of players. The moves that the Flyers have made on paper all make sense. Like, yeah. This is all stuff that should result in a better hockey team, in a team that you know, can can find wins. And right now it's tough sledding for this Philadelphia Flyers team. But I don't think they're the type of team that, that is going to be, you know, on this side of the ledger for very long. Like there's going to be a moment where everything kind of tips back into their favor. They start winning some hockey games. And it's going to be important for the Golden Knights to not take this opponent lightly. They have to come into this game expecting to put in a solid 60-minute effort. I'm not sure how great they're ever going to be defensively. Uh, until Carter Hart becomes that guy. Sure, yeah. And and I should say, goaltending has not been the major issue this year. It hasn't been great lately. Yeah. But it hasn't been that uh, that big star right beside the two net miners where you go, uh, if they had any type of goaltending, they'd be in a better spot. So goaltending's been okay. and But their blue line likes to get up and down the ice. Like they're, there's, they're not a team that's going to win 2-1. On a, on a regular basis, no. they're like I would put them like Anaheim in, yeah. in that category. Where if they're going to win, they're going to they're going to have to score some goals, and and that's where I'm going with this is is they can come out mm-hmm. and they with their talent they can throw six on the board. Now the good thing is Vegas can throw six on the board uh, like it's nothing, yeah. like turning over hot dogs in the grill. It's pretty easy. Well, that's but that's also kind of been the the biggest issue right now for the Philadelphia Flyers is. When you are a team that's trying to score four or five goals a game, if you don't get it and you're not getting uh, the the type of stops that you need in a game, it, it's going to turn out uh, to to lead to a lot of losses. And right now, 
the Flyers just aren't scoring goals, right? Like they're giving up, like they're they're giving up about three and a half a game, mm-hmm. but they are only they're only scoring about two and a half a game, and that's the problem right now for that's Philadelphia. That's the surprising part. Is is you 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 look at the team? They have the horses to put the puck in the back of the net. It's just not going right now. They lost seven one on Sunday. Yep. And then they fired the coach, yep. Mike Terrian. Yep. And uh, sorry, Elaine Vigneault. Mike Terrian also went out uh, with him. Uh, and then they follow that up, and they don't get uh, any type of uh, big bump on Monday in Mike Yo's first uh, performance behind the bench as he was promoted from the assistant coach. And then they fell three nothing to the New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils like didn't even have a name that night. They just wore their alternate sweaters, jersey, jersey. jersey. Yep. Uh, so I guess I should call it their alternate jersey. Uh, and and they, they, there was just nothing. Uh, I talked to Ray Ferraro the other day, mm-hmm. and we were, we were talking back and forth about what's going on in Philadelphia. And he said, did you, I think it was the third goal. And he asked me, did you see the third goal? And I, we, we played, so I, I didn't actually at that point, had, uh, hadn't seen the highlights. He said, uh, New Jersey just passed it back and forth. Like, how far, how wide is the rink? It's 80 feet. They went 80 feet. <laughs> Back 80 feet, yeah, and then another 80 feet, and so I'm in my head trying to add up what what three times eight is. That's 240 feet. That's correct. And then and then they scored. He goes, you know how hard that is to do once, send a <laughs> rink wide pass in, in the uh, offensive zone yeah. once, yeah, uh, and and have it work. Never mind three times. He said that that's where where it's at right now, where uh, players are are so disconnected mm-hmm. with where they are. And you hope, because this is the fourth game in six nights, they've had the coaching change, they've come out uh, out west, you really hope if you're Vegas that they haven't had that opportunity to collect themselves just yet. And being that the, that they would have left uh, right after the game on Wednesday and flown out, gone in late, uh, wouldn't have had uh, much to do yesterday, they, they probably haven't had an opportunity. Probably some meetings, uh, Mike Yo and company, but... There's there's no more of a game that's there for the taking for the Vegas Golden Knights than this one, except be very wary of the wounded animal. Yeah, you're you're spot on. I mean, this this game sets up for the Vegas Golden Knights to to be one where you you go out and you play your style, you go out and you play to your identity. Uh, you should win this hockey game, and the the danger in this is again. With a Philadelphia Flyers team that is is trying to find the right combination with a new coach and in Mike Yo, they're trying to come to some type of understanding of what his lines need to be, who's going to play with who, how do you maximize what you have right now on the roster? Um, yeah, I I think that at some point it's going to click, and, and right now it's not for the Philadelphia Flyers, but over the course of 60 minutes, it can it can go from 0 to 60. They mm-hmm. could figure it out, and they could do it tonight against Vegas. Pete had a really interesting thing to say uh, about the Flyers coming in tonight and, and not having won uh, in the last 10 games. And uh, and he, he's along the line of, of, of trap game, and, and I understand that umbrella. But here's his summarization, and what he says at the very end uh, jumped out at me. For sure, there is. I mean, that, that's a real that's a real thing. I think anytime you, uh, you know, it was an emotional win the other night. I think we really had to to dial in and have our detail in a good place, and you know, we we fought back, and uh, that takes a toll on you. And uh, what this league shows you is, you know, if if you don't bring that game to the rink every night and the proper amount of respect for 
the opposition, you're going to lose. And, uh, you know, I, I think we've got a veteran group. I think we know that. But, uh, you know, we, we'd be – it'd be a big mistake by us to underestimate this team tonight. I, I think uh, they're due to win a game. They haven't won new coach. So, you know, we, we want to make sure it's not against us. Well, we definitely – I definitely don't do it through you guys. <laughs> That would be my last resort. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we talk about it exactly like I just talking to you guys about it in our meetings, and, you know, we're banging that, that point home. But it, it does have to come from the leadership group. I mean, the, the veteran guys in that room, Alex Pietrangelo, Mark Stone, those guys have played a ton of games. They, they know, you know, that the two points tonight are as important as the two points the other night you know, against a very good Dallas team. So, you know, that, that, that's, that's probably uh, the, the most important message. Just to explain why he was laughing there about, uh, I certainly don't do it through you guys. Uh, the, it's, the suggestion was, uh, do you send a message through the media? Like, uh, make some strong comments. Like, you can't, uh, you can't overlook this team, and uh, we got to make sure that we're, we're, we're ready to play this team, despite the record. Or do you go to the leaders? Or do you address the team uh, as a whole? And, uh, and his response was, I certainly don't do it through you guys. <laughs> yeah. And I don't blame him. Of course. For, 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 for that. Yeah. Because I, I just don't – I'm not comfortable sitting down with the defensive group and saying, guys – this is this is what's going to happen tonight. I don't have that in my my repertoire. But the uh, the line about they're due to win a game, mm-hmm. yeah, like that's phrased perfectly. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about what they've uh, suffered through. It's nothing on whether they're uh, up to their record or not. It's just simply they're a National Hockey League team, and National Hockey League teams very rarely lose. Uh, games uh like 10 games in a row where it hits double digits it just rarely happens yeah i mean the law of averages at some point are going to even out and you would expect that even even if they don't play particularly well a couple of bounces here and there some some opportunistic play and all of a sudden the philadelphia flyers can win a hockey game i think it was a great message there from pete DeBoer that you know you you look at every opponent and it doesn't really matter what they've done. It doesn't matter how good you, you expected them to be and how they haven't lived up to that, whatever the case may be. Any team on any night can beat anybody. And, and that's really kind of the message coming into this one. Don't overlook the Philadelphia Flyers, even if they've lost their last six games in, in, in regulation. Don't overlook them. They're due. Do you, do you consider it a 10-game losing streak? Yeah, I mean, certainly they, I mean, like they haven't won a game, so sure. Yeah, for sure. Usually depends on whether like, whether whether we're talking about the the Golden Knights or whether we're talking about the opposition. When, really? the way I phrase it. Really, if it's the Golden Knights, I usually say uh, they they have a one in ten, mm-hmm. or or they've lost six in a row. Sure, but I wouldn't say ten game losing streak. Uh, with the Philadelphia Flyers, I phrase it over and over again: a ten game losing streak. <laughs> You're so kind. That's my sunny side. No, up, I get it. That's I my get it. my little bit of a twist on it. Oh, we know your twist. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we are very much aware of, of how you twist things. But, it's but good. What do you do? What, what's your phrasing of it? Uh, well, I mean, it, they're, it's a 10-game losing streak. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. No, Vegas was 0-8-2, and, and they'd lost six games in a row in regulation. What would you call it? Mm, I'd probably just focus on the regulation <laughs> losses. Like, if it's just six in a row in regulation, 
It's like, ah, oh, they haven't won a yeah. game. Yeah. They haven't won in six. Yeah, why, that's not, what it is. Uh, why not? You do and that? I are not too far off. Not not in that uh, uh, in that regard. That might be the nicest thing you've ever said uh, about uh, uh, the kicking, connection. Kicking uh, myself be- right Between now. the two of us. Yeah. Later in the show, I want to get into Alex Petrangelo. Okay. Because he is on a run that quietly is one of the best ever by a VGK defenseman when it comes to offensive production. Yeah. It's staggering <laughs> what he's been able to produce in the last little bit. What's funny is how you you say the word kind of quietly, and, and you look at everything that Petrangelo does, and most nights, like, you, you kind of go back, you think about the game, you think about all the big moments. He's right in the middle yeah, of it. Yes, yes. He's right in the middle of everything. But the totality of, and, of what he's done the last five weeks. Yeah, for sure. And then and then all of a sudden, you, you kind of sit there, and you, you just come to expect that now from, mm-hmm. from Alex Petrangelo. And you, you expected it his entire career. He was phenomenal with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, the adjustment period to Vegas. But right now, like you just accept that most nights, Alex Petrangelo is going to be one of the best players on the ice for either team. Uh, the numbers will just jump out at you uh, when we give you the streak uh, and the stretch that, that he is on. The other one to zero in on is Pacioretty and Stone. Mm-hmm. Since Pacioretty returned six games ago, they're both on six-game point streaks. It's not surprising. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't won all six games, mm-hmm. but they've been right there. And and the game uh, that they, they did lose was uh, that, that Anaheim game was, was not – the vintage defensive performance, but they still scored a bunch of goals. Yeah, uh, and uh, Patrick and Stone together are on one of their great runs as a combination. Yeah, and you know, I I've been kind of banging the drum of of wanting to see the type of game that we saw from Mark Stone the other night against Dallas, and now that it's happened, now that it's there, like sky's the limit for that line and they've been really good especially with stone and patch ready in the lineup at the same time again not having chandler stevenson that's going to hurt because as we've talked about many times uh, as good as stone and patch ready are there's something about the combination with chandler stevenson that takes that line to a, a completely mm-hmm. different level uh, but the fact that mark stone is is looking to be in mid-season form and really really playing some phenomenal hockey and Max Pacioretty is going to the net. He's doing all the little things he needs to do to score goals and he continues to do it, continues to score and score big ones. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I look at that line and, and think that any, any time they're on the ice, something good's going to happen. So how about the challenge tonight for Pacioretty and stone without Stevenson? Yeah. I mean, it's a big one, right? Like it's a big one because this year it's really been about Chandler Stevenson mm-hmm. kind of taking, taking the narrative coming into the year. And turning it up, turning it on on its head, like it was. Well, you could put anybody with Stone and Patch ready, and they're going to produce, and they're going to be fine. Well, Chandler Stevenson did it away from those guys, and I think tonight with Stevenson out of the lineup, as good as Patch ready and Stone have been since getting back in and, and reunited with Chandler Stevenson, I think it's just as important that those two go out and have a really good game, whoever's be- between them. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights aiming for a four-game winning streak, which would establish a season high. They've already won three in a row on three separate occasions, so trying to break through uh, that ceiling tonight. When we continue, a milestone for a former Vegas Golden Knight as uh, Marc-Andre Fleury makes a little history. We have our play of the day, which will come from one of the marquee games last night in the National Hockey League between Toronto and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we also have news and notes around the National Hockey League in our one-timer segment in hour number two. 
and more. You'll hear from Zach Whitecloud as we continue to tee up the Philadelphia Flyers against the Vegas Golden Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I'm Mr. Icicle. I'm Mr. Ten Below. Friends call me Snowmizer. Like Whatever I touch. What's that? Do you like this style of mis- music? Well, what it's style, it's, music is this? it's the snow visor. Remember, you talked yeah. yesterday about the, uh, the, uh, the holiday packs. Yeah, we got the sunny, no, heat miser, heat miser, and the snow miser. Yes. Which one? When did you want? Did you want the heat uh, holiday pack? Like two ninety nine, three tickets, and then you've got the opportunity to get some other ones in, or did you want the snow pack? This holiday pack. Well, I, I, I wanted the one that had the Buffalo tickets. I don't, I'm not sure which one that it was. That was Boston and Toronto. Well, Buffalo, I'm guaranteeing, was the Snow Miser. And that one was with just just taking a guess there. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, uh, but uh, that was with Toronto and Boston, I believe. And then the other one was the, the Heat Miser was Tampa and L.A. And then I can't remember the other I one. I think it was Nashville. Oh, that's that's a good one. Geographically, that all makes yeah, sense. It does all make sense. I'm I'm going with the 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 snow miser, two ninety nine. Those three games, get a chance to see Toronto, mm-hmm. Buffalo. Yep, let's go Buffalo and uh, and Boston. Yeah, I'm probably going that direction. Too. Yeah, but I mean, like I get to watch them all. So yeah, you're 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 right in there. Hey, the board of governor meetings uh, were today, and yes. we'll get back to the Golden Knights against the Philadelphia Flyers in the uh, hour number two uh, segment of this program. Also, one-timers, uh, Ben Bishop made his return to action last night in a rehab assistant uh, uh, situation with the Texas Stars. Mm. Uh, we'll tell you how that went uh, for the Dallas Stars uh, goaltender. But uh, when it comes to the board of governor meetings, there was uh, first kind of, first of all, uh, it's kind of the first Board of Governor meeting we've had in a couple of years where sure. it wasn't all about uh, the pandemic and yeah. reacting to the pandemic. So we kind of got uh, a, a more traditional uh, uh, menu uh, for the agenda. Yeah, and, you know, there were a couple of things, uh, some some interesting tidbits to come out of it. Uh, the first one for me that directly relates to where the Golden Knights are is on the salary cap, right? So Gary Bettman mentioned today that the salary cap expected to go up by a million dollars for next season. And obviously when you – it's something. Yeah, it's a million dollars. I mean, it's something. And for a team that's got – you know, some, some decisions to make mm-hmm. in the offseason. It's going to be a little bit of extra money, a little bit more money to play with for the Golden Knights. But really beyond just next season, it's uh, when you expect that hockey-related revenue uh, to, to kind of balance out and then allow for the cap to grow more. Because project- of the losses from COVID. Exactly. Yeah. So you're looking at about 2024. So 2024-25 season uh, could be a, a really big one in terms of where the salary cap may go and what teams – are able to do with a little bit more flexibility. So how many years away is that? Um, well, I mean, it's 2022 next year, so you've got <laughs> two years, Darren. Two years? Well, it's 2022. Yeah, I know, but uh, 2022, I was like the, the three years to the 25. 20, well, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it so would, it's more three. Theory, it's more three than uh, it is two. Well, it's two full seasons, and then by the third season, you should be able to get some, some more salary on the books. So it's, it's going to be a while yet before we see any real growth in the salary cap yeah unfortunately gotta tighten our belts for a couple of years yet uh one million next year maybe 
maybe a little bit more than that, yeah. I would think, uh, the year after that. So not a lot of relief coming uh, for a lot of these uh, teams uh, no. in the National Hockey League. And you, you know that everybody would have been uh, going back and, and crunching all the numbers on that, uh, uh, wondering whether or not uh, there would have been hope that it might go two, two and a half, uh, because we're back playing in, in full buildings. Now, now the, the, the issue for some teams, and, and you look around the league, mm-hmm. is that crowds are back, but there's different uh, restrictions on crowds and different uh, um, uh, rules in place uh, for, for various uh, uh, counties and municipalities in Canada. And some of the buildings just aren't as full as, mm-hmm. as we expected. And uh, there's also people having... Uh, in some cases, just being overly cautious sure. and, and not coming back. So uh, I think you're still uh, from a from a full league, like raking in uh, that that HRR from attendance. Uh, we we've got some ways to go on that. Yeah, and I think that you know as we continue to to move further and further away from. It may be that that peak moment where shutdowns were in place and, and everything kind of really developed in terms of the, the pandemic. I think the clo- the farther out we get from that and kind of the more uh, time you have with relatively full buildings and, and, and the more time you have with you know vaccines and, and, and the, the deeper understanding you have of different variants, I, I do believe that over time there's going to be full capacity at nearly every building if that's where the demand for that team is right. Like you you have to have a good product. You have to have a good team on the ice and that's part of the equation too. But, you know, I I do think from, from a pandemic standpoint, there will be a a time at some point here where that's not the limiting factor based on who it is or isn't in the, in the building. The other part uh, and positive came out of the board of governor meetings uh, today. When you, when you read into the health of the national hockey league uh, is that there's a strong interest from several cities to be involved, mm-hmm. uh, the Vegas experience has been a grand slam. If you could hit 10, uh, 10 run home run, mm-hmm. that's what what's happened here. Yeah, uh, Seattle has has certainly been much anticipated. It's delivered on the excitement, uh, and and I think that uh, that you've seen even more so than before uh, the the line grow for prospective cities to get involved. Quebec City reiterated their interest uh, yep. from from uh, the province of Quebec. Now, the Quebec City is the capital uh, of the province of Quebec, and the premier uh, is going to uh, stage, a, stage a call. So there's some interest, uh, strong interest there to put a second team in the in the province of Quebec and return the National Hockey League uh, and the North League uh, to, to that city. But Kansas City has always been thought of as a potential site for the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, from what I've heard and been able to to poke around on that's gone from potential interest to realistic interest mm. uh they've had a building forever there yeah uh, and and they would love to put a team in there and just look at uh at the the different uh successes uh houston uh, yes. i will go on record right now as saying houston will have a team w- within the next decade i think it's mm. it's a foregone conclusion that that city We'll grab a franchise. No, it doesn't have to be expansion. Sure. It could be relocation. Mm-hmm. Arizona Coyotes. Yes. Yes. But Batman was asked about that today mm-hmm. and said the Coyotes aren't going anywhere. 
Now, they have to go somewhere. Sure. Now, they can stay in, they, in their rink now. We know that until the end of the year. Right. But, but, after, the lease, but after that, they've got to find another venue to play. Yeah. And so, so they're going somewhere. It may not just be outside of the greater uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Glendale, Tempe area. Yeah, I mean, listen, here's the thing when it, when it comes to the Arizona Coyotes. Um, it has been one thing after another, year after year after year, right? Like, mm-hmm. there has been a, a lot of turmoil surrounding this team. Where they're going to play next season, that's going to be on everyone's mind over the course of, you know, the next couple of months until there's something concrete in place, until we know exactly where in Arizona, presumably, the Coyotes are going to play. It's going to be a story. It's going to dominate a lot of the offseason for the NHL. Now, my only concern is that we just got the concern. Ka- I, I do. Uh, we just got the Kachina jerseys back. Oh, oh, okay. Now I see where you're going. I'm like, we just oh, you're you're no, taking this very no, very no, no no to heart. No, my only concern is that wherever the Coyotes end up, whether it be somewhere else in Arizona, whether it be uh, you know in Houston, just don't take away the Kachina jerseys. That's really all I care about. Like, if they're the Houston Coyotes and they still have the Kachina jerseys, by all means, I'm all for it. But if the Kachina jerseys go, I riot. You want to go down this path about Houston keeping the name of the Coyotes? Yeah, I mean, I, I know they're not going to. They better not. I don't think they will. I don't think there's much there aren't lamer yeah. hmm. sports uh, <laughs> uh, transactions. Then when a team moves <laughs> and keeps the name, like I don't, I I hate that yeah. the Raiders kept the Raiders name. I wanted to see the the Las Vegas NFL team have its own name. Uh, I want to see uh, when uh, the the Calgary Flames, like the Calgary Flames, kept the name from Atlanta. Yes. What what do the Flames have to do with the city of Calgary? What do they as have to do with Atlanta though? Not nothing. Yeah, I, I don't well, know. I'm sure yeah. something. Oh, yeah, but I mean, it's a good. It's like that's a good name. The Coyotes are. Mm. But you don't think a Western name would have been much better for the for the Calgary team? Give me one. Or the. Give give me give me Calgary a, Cowboys. Really. Fail. Calgary. Yeah, no, I don't like the that. The Stampeders are already gone. Sure. But the, why keep why keep that name? The the Rams. They've, they've been all over the place. Yeah, no, you're the not La- wrong. The Lakers are the best example. The Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Makes well, no sense. No, there's a ton of lakes in L.A. Zero sense. There's so that many. They, that they kept that So name. many. Isn't there a big lake in Echo Park? Yes, there, uh, Echo Park is, uh, yes, there is a, a lake pond. See? Well, slash. that fits. Lake-ers. Mm. No, it doesn't. It chapter. doesn't It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. And <laughs> so you, you go down this path and... <laughs> It just doesn't fit. So, please, if any teams do relocate, mm-hmm. find your own name. Just keep the Kachina jersey. That's all. Put put your own logo on a Kachina jersey. That's all I'm asking. I don't and, think I'm asking for too much. And I hate it even more when it's junior or minor leagues when they do it. And it's like, what, you just, I, wanted, to, you just wanted to keep the equipment? We've stumbled on something for you. I like yeah, this. Yeah, this. This is a pet peeve of mine. Hey, yesterday we found out he really doesn't like Christmas, and I, now he, a, he's, he's on board with this. Don't like Christmas. I'm a Christmas guy. I'm just not as Christmassy as you guys. So, I You got, guys are over the top with it. Like, on the topic of expansion, mm-hmm. at what point do you stop? Right? Because like, the, the NHL right now, 32 teams, oh, everything's— I think 64. Every, 64. 
That's <laughs> remarkable. I don't you, know. I don't you know. Were, you were you were right on the money with that. Like it's a good that number. was delivered well. I think Nothing 64 tongue, is, the, is, is the perfect. Look how, look what it does to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's different. Though. And now they've yeah, got two they, play-in games. They have 68 teams now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, listen, I didn't think that it was possible to go beyond 21 sure. for a long time. Sure. But that speaks to uh, how our, our sport has grown and yeah. the acceptance of our sport. Like, that's... Uh, the fact that we're even discussing this mm-hmm. yeah. is ex- and when we're already at 32 teams right. blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And you still have uh, a, a Canadian market that wants back in. Uh, you have uh, the Houston market, which is television-based. Mm-hmm. Like you, you want that. And, and they also have a very strong, long-standing history of, uh, of American Hockey League or IHL uh, there. Kansas City, same thing. Uh, both... Oddly enough, Kansas City's been in the National Hockey League before. Uh, Houston uh, has been in the World Hockey Association, so they've had high-level uh, hockey in in the long past. Kansas City Scouts uh, and the Houston uh, Arrows and uh, the what was the name of the uh, the World Hockey Association team? Chapman, remind me here. The Houston. Come on, chat. Uh, well, I, I remember the Arrows because they used to spend a lot of time in Houston. Yeah. And they were they were wildly popular when I was I, there. I don't think it was the Arrows uh, in the World Hockey Association, but uh, I, I could be totally uh, uh, just forgetting that. I, I know that Gordy Howe and, and, the, and the the boys all, all play there, uh, but uh, it but was the Arrows. It was the Arrows. Eh? Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, that's interesting that they've been able to keep that uh, that tradition uh, alive. But you've got big markets that want in, Ryan. Yeah. Big markets, and and then and then supplementary markets that are that are kicking tires. That that you go, eh, I don't really see that. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about uh, Houston and Kansas City and and Quebec City, those I think you could Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Could you ever put a second team in the Toronto area? I feel like you could. I feel like you definitely could. Yeah, yeah. you got three teams in the New York area. You got two teams in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense to me. So there's there's Quebec City wants it, Toronto, no brainer. Just gotta somehow pacify the the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, and from a business standpoint, like, <laughs> because well, there's market interference, right, or infringement and territorial rights, and like that's that's a that's a big key uh, mm-hmm. to putting a second team in the Toronto area. And then you've got Houston, yeah, and you've got you've got Kansas City, big, big opportunities. So you asked me for a number. Uh-huh. We're, at, we're at 32 right now. Sure. It has to be an even number uh-huh. uh, to make things uh, make things work. Where does it all top out? I don't know whether could you get to 36 before it's finally said and done. Before you water down no, water down your, your product where it's not entertaining. Well, y- you could make the argument that uh, that there's enough players that when there's not as many talented players, Mm -hmm. it makes it just as entertaining. Yeah. Uh, But I, I would say 36 in, but that would be 20 years. I I will not be sitting here going, I told you they were going (laughs) to 36. This, uh, that will be way after, after I'm done here. I don't know. I I feel like you've got staying power. Mm. 
I now now like you're you. hoping they expand to 36 tomorrow, don't you? Uh, no, no, not really. Like I wanted, <laughs> You I, said 30, you'd be gone by no, the time they got to 36. No, I kind of want you to do the Alex Ovechkin, where you hold oh. on and you just keep broadcasting until they go to 36. And the day, the, the day there's a 36th franchise in the NHL, you just you do your show, you walk off, and you I retire. You ride into the sunset. I throw my headset down. You could have just taken the headset off. I could off have, but then I wouldn't have been able to. And recreated the yeah. moment and then put it back on. Really. Uh, uh, Bettman says he's not going anywhere, though. Yeah, we're he's stuck He's sticking with him. around. We're stuck with him is what he said. I don't understand why people think I'm going anywhere. You're still stuck with me. Do you like Gary? Do I like Gary? Uh, you know. I like Gary. I've met him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I got to interview him one-on-one at, during the Stanley Cup final here in Vegas. It's fun. Yeah. It was fun. And, you know, I, I understand there's a lot of things that, you know, as the as the face of this league, like there's a lot of lawyer speak that he has to throw out there. And at times it can be, I think, frustrating to to hear it, to especially when you, you know. Like you, the Chicago situation. With the Chicago yeah. situation. It becomes frustrating. It, yeah. it, and, and that's just kind of what it is. But on face value, I understand why you do it. And so uh, every interaction I've ever had with Gary has been really good. So, sure, I like him. I, like I don't him. know him much beyond that, though. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know him. Uh, we could say hi. I could call him. Like yeah. I wouldn't say we're friends, but call I could him. I could call him, and, and he would take sure. my call. Yeah. Uh, I like him. Uh, I I didn't like him in the in the nineties mm-hmm. when the the Jets left Winnipeg, and I was working there. I, I thought that the, that the National Hockey League could have done more. I, I took that very personally mm-hmm. uh, at the time. Could have done more to uh, to keep the team. Uh, I understand the economics much more uh, now, uh, and and a few years after that, and was appreciative of of it and and what he had. To, I thought he took in in the end he took heat for something that really wasn't his problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, I I think the growth of the sport has been extraordinary for somebody that uh, that and and here's the other thing. The success of the sport has been off the charts for somebody that came in from outside the hockey group. And we all know we're, we are very protective of our uh, hockey community. Mm-hmm. And we don't really appreciate others coming in and trying to tell us how to do our, do our hockey. Sure. And he's, he not only survived that, he thrived. Yeah, I mean, you can't really argue with kind of the state of the game right now mm-hmm. and, and where it's at and, and the entertainment value that we see night in and night out on the ice. Like, it's it's hard to really argue with how much the league has grown. It's hard to argue when we're sitting in this building, mm-hmm. uh, working in Vegas, working in hockey in yeah. Vegas. Like, it's it's hard to argue against that. Yeah, right? I'm like, an example. I, I moved here yeah. for the National Hockey League. Yeah, exactly. That's that's crazy. And that's, uh, you know, that's that's a testament. Like, that's that's part of his legacy. It's it's always and forever going to be part of his legacy, and that's I mean that's huge. Now there's been missteps, sure. There's been stumbles uh, along the way, but uh, but they've presented the Stanley Cup every year but one, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and that was under his watch, and I'm sure he regrets having to go all the way down that path. There is that one fly in the room though, that's buzzing around that just annoys you, and for Gary Bettman, that fly is Arizona. What what's what's your fly in in your life that buzzes around that you just you just cannot get rid of that you've you just, like, 
it might disappear. It might go sleep behind the curtain for a couple of days, but always comes back. And you're like, want to track that. You know what I'm talking about, Jeff? Like, there's always that that one part of your life that you just wish. Could I not just settle that and be mm. gone with it? It's not a certain thing. Like, it's not a person. It's not anything like that. But for me. No, oh, I thought uh, you were going to say Chapman. No. No, but this is it's getting awkward now. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, oh it's me. No, oh, no, no, whoa. no, no. Whoa. Oh, that boy, was just, did I. That was just fun. Boy, did that. Uh, no, no, no. No, not you. Uh, it is It is a lack of attention to detail. It is, like, quite frankly, I could do without the the moments where other people don't have detention. Other people do not pay attention to the detail they don't that appreciate you, you put in front of them. Mm. And... So you're on the radio and people are calling you saying, mm. can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do other things? There is, there is, uh, a, there's, yes. There, there are moments within my day where lack of attention to detail impacts me in, in a great way and it mm-hmm. becomes very frustrating. Yeah, mine's Gary Lawless. <laughs> no, I could get it. I, I, I could see that. I, I, I got it. I hope, because it's right about the time where Gary, well, no, he'll already be here. He, that was wasted. Because uh, I was hoping that because he listens to the show in the way. I tried really that's, hard. Uh, that's, Set all uh, that up for nothing. That's that's too bad. Chapman, what's your fly? You. Oh. No, you were supposed to say this is awkward. Yeah. Well, no, it's, I mean, no, Darren, Darren is the fly in my ointment. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, he's the only one who, who gives me a hard time every day. So. You don't have anything else in your life? Like, I'm your biggest problem? That's you got a pretty good life. Yeah, good yeah. Life. I, listen, good life. I I have a wonderful wife. My I, I my, bug you a lot, but I, yeah, I don't well, think that I would be my like a fly that would like. I'm comparing this to Gary Arizona and Gary Bettman. That's a pain. Yeah, spot well, for I Gary. mean, listen, there's there. I I do have a good life. I mean, my 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 kid is is amazing. My wife is fantastic. I mean, I guess other than other than having to pay bills, I don't really have too many problems. And I'm happy just, about that. Just let that sit there. The positivity. Yeah. Of, of Chris Listen, I, I, I woke up this morning. I felt good. It's good for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's always good. Yeah. It's a, if you, like Waking up is the start of a great day. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Even if you're hungover, at least you're waking up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't, I, I've, I've had those mornings. <laughs> yeah, I used to just call it waking up. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't even call it a hangover. <laughs> Uh, when we continue the play of the day, and it's going to come from Tampa Bay and Toronto, a uh, marquee game last night. We're going to celebrate Marc-Andre Fleury and his accomplishment, uh, reaching a career milestone. One-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League, and we'll get back to the Vegas Golden Knights and the Philadelphia Flyers. I love games against Philadelphia. It goes back to my childhood. Anytime Philadelphia was on TV or came to town, it was a cool, you wanted to be there. Uh, it was a cool moment. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. You know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far behind. Ooh, that one's got some pace, doesn't it? That song. Just like last night's game between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning, courtesy of this play is our play of the day. Glorious chance on that rebound. Horn across the blue line to the right point. Protects it. Right circle. He is checked. But the puck flips to stamp. Goes high slot. Shot. Score! What a bomb from Stamkos! 
That was a turnover by the Leafs. Muzzin, somehow that puck didn't get out. Came right to Stamkos, and he just blasted it over the stick of Cam with the lightning of a 2-1 lead. Stamkos gets his 13th. That was a weird goal, and the Tampa Bay Lightning end up brushing aside the Toronto Maple Leafs' Dave Mishkin with the call. <laughs> Dave Mishkin, that was Dave Mishkin A, and then Dave Mishkin B, because I'm convinced they're two different people. Yeah. Uh, that, that call, because Dave, Dave's always, like, nice, good, solid call, yeah. mm-hmm. and then when Tampa scores, Dave Mishkin B takes over. It loses it, yeah. and it's phenomenal. Like, there's not many more things in the world I love more than actively watching mm. the GoPro. A Dave Mishkin goal call. You should see Dave Gosher, Dan Duva do it yeah. on, on the GoPro. Yeah. Yeah. Gosher just records himself. Well, yeah. I mean, and watches it. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> That's your play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Coming up next, uh, hour number two, we'll get back to the Philadelphia Flyers and the Vegas Golden Knights and our one-timer segment, plus catching up with Chapman, all on the way as we broadcast live from Section 104 on Fox Sports Las Vegas.